0: Bula banaka, talofa lava, hello, and a warm welcome to the Business Link Pacific podcast series. Business Link Pacific connects growing businesses in the Pacific Islands region with quality business advice. Hosted by Emma Crawford Falakeono from Business Link Pacific, this podcast series showcases experienced professionals from our growing network. Sharing invaluable insight and expertise, our guests offer a unique view on doing business
1: in the Pacific. Hello and welcome to the Business Link Pacific podcast series. I'm your host, Emma crawford Falakone. Occupying the eastern half of the island of New Guinea, Papua New Guinea is one of the most culturally diverse countries in the world, with a population of over 8 million people, 80% of which live in rural areas. With a GDP of 23 billion US dollars, the PNG economy is heavily reliant on the natural resources and extractive sectors. In today's podcast, we delve into the importance of human capital for business success in PNG. To shed some light on this topic, we are joined on the phone today by Akai Beach, founder and director of Beach Accounting Advisory Limited, based in the capital city, Port Moresby. Akai started the firm in Brisbane, and when she relocated to PNG in 2017, she didn't anticipate how quickly her business would grow. Hi, Akai. Welcome to the Business Link Pacific podcast. Thanks for joining us today.
0: Good morning. Good afternoon to you, uh, yeah. New Zealand time. <laughs> Lovely to join. You. Thank you.
1: What time is it there in Port Moresby?
0: It's eleven o'clock in the morning. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so, Akai, my, maybe we can kick off by uh, you telling us a bit around the accounting advisory service you run in PNG. How many employees do you have, for example?
0: Um, so, right now uh, we have uh, thirty employees. Uh, we did some uh, some cleanup this year. Uh, started to focus on our um, processes in house and try to improve our productivity. And yeah, so we we started up um, two years ago and now uh, fully um, f- uh, with a full team uh, with uh, about sixteen advisors and and the remaining uh, some bookkeepers and an admin team. So we we provide a lot of um, uh, assistance to smes uh, with the with their uh, businesses uh, accounting uh, and uh, compliance and and also um, assist them with other financial advice uh, work um for example if they want to expand their business or they want to um they want they just need the extra financing for for their for their working capital we we do help them um so it's a it's a range of uh, accounting plus business advisory and, and even some uh, business development work as well.
1: So, so Akai, um, I've I've been had the privilege to do a lot of work alongside you um, in PNG and and one of the things that I always notice and I'm blown away by um, is the fact that you have a very strong approach to staff development and like to work with young people um, and try and mentor and bring them through the ranks. What is the business strategy behind that approach?
0: You have to Adapt a uh, uh, business model that includes a lot of training um, and uh, people uh, development in Papua New Guinea. Being um, a young uh, developing country, uh, there there is there is a big gap between the educated, uh, you know, from formal education, and the and the non-educated um, in the uh, workforce. So, uh, in order to actually get the best out of uh, your employees, uh, it, it is good to have a, a training uh, included. Uh, from the experience I've had in Papua New Guinea, working with uh, the big corporate uh, companies, I always found that um, people skills and and, um, and people development uh, is always is always lagging behind. Uh, companies do not put enough. Enough uh, effort into into their business model as well, in developing and training um, employees, and so the staff turnover is pretty high um, with um, with employees uh, in PNG more so than what I found in uh, in Brisbane when I was working there in Gold Coast. Um, the the turnover here is really is pretty high. Um, a lot of companies um, lose employees uh, probably every every second month. Um, when someone offers something better, they move. Um, but the the big issue is employees are looking. I find that they're looking for for a company that will help uh, help them grow and help develop them because most of them are not holding qualifications. Some of them who are holding qualifications also need extra training uh, because the education system here too is um, pretty behind with uh, a lot of um, a lot of. Uh, uh, skills and a lot of uh, practical training and and i think the curriculum is quite uh, in the probably in the dark ages
1: <laughs> and then there's also as well on the job training and skills that you might not necessarily get from a, a, a an academic qualification
0: that, that, that's correct yeah and um so if a business wants to to uh, improve their their staff turnover they must include uh, training and uh, people development into their into their business model.
1: Um, and when you think about your experience in business, so so you personally, do you think that it made a difference that you were a woman rather than a man in PNG?
0: Um, uh, no. <laughs> I, think, I think it's actually it's been very challenging as a as a woman uh, running a business in Papua New Guinea. Um, you are, I mean, yes, there are some advantages because. Uh, a lot of uh, corporate uh, business houses and even the, some of the business owners, small business owners, they're starting to appreciate that having a woman uh, look after their books is uh, is much better.
1: <laughs> Maybe slightly more detailed.
0: <laughs> yeah, very detailed and very attentive to what they're doing and, and also very reliable as well because uh, women tend to be more disciplined in Papua New Guinea. Um, and they are the ones carrying the, the families and, you know, the, a lot of the responsibilities at home. So it translates into the, uh, the workplace. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, women who are uh, having children, they're working extra hard than, um, than those who are, who are not in families and, and more than, I think, a lot of the men. I'm trying not to be biased here, but I think um, it's starting to show a lot um, in the, in the um, industries mm-hmm. that uh, women are more reliable. But in saying that, it's still it's still very challenging because every every way you you walk in, there's uh, there's more men in the room, <laughs> and they and they uh, they have very um, tight knit um, groups already. You know that you have to go and break in, and uh, and join the you know the conversations and 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 uh, and be a part of the you know and be looked at uh, with respect. And you know it's like you have to really command. Um, uh, the respect uh, with the men, and then show that you can hold yourself um, there as well. So, it's it's really a man's world here. But I think it's probably the same in uh, other countries. I just feel sometimes, like compared to Brisbane, I got along. I actually got a fair go. A more more of a fair go in uh, in Gold Coast and Brisbane um, than I'm here. But in saying that, uh, it's been very rewarding with the challenges.
1: And how do you break down some of those those challenges or those barriers? Um, internally within within your business with with young women that you're you're training
0: um there's a there's a lot of um, barriers okay one is the education part of it yeah. um, you have to train people whether they have a degree or not you still have to put time and effort into training them um, when they walk through your door your office door and um, the other barriers are you know the, the living living conditions in Moresby, in the capital cities uh, are quite um, uh, atrocious you know they have they have, um, you know, some of the conditions are quite bad. So some of them coming to work, um, they don't have a good accommodation uh, where they are residing. And um, and so you have to, like I look after all my employees, I give them accommodation, even though that's the mo- most expensive thing to do <laughs> in, mm-hmm. uh, um, in Port Mosby. Um, but I see that uh, it doesn't matter what level they are. I want to provide them, you know, with the accommodation so that they're able to have a place to stay and come to work, and you know, not have the, not have the the the, um, the, the struggle, um, you know, to, um, you know, to look after themselves, and, and it also helps with the staff turnover as well. When you are giving them accommodation, it uh, you know, it helps them to stay with you for a long time because they can see that you're you know, you're looking after them. It's not about just the money they're earning; it's about a roof over their head as well. Um, the other barrier, the other barrier I find is security um a lot of women finding it very difficult to come to work especially when they don't have a vehicle and even some with vehicles like like myself you know the security um you know having to go to like for example the ones who are catching bus or pmv you know they go to the public transport it's very bad here um you get harassed on the pmvs um and even on your way there to the pmv even you get harassed as well and it's, it's, not a, it's not a really good an environment to be walking, you know, as a woman uh, to go to work. So, you know, they, sometimes it puts, puts some of the ladies up. When there is a tribal fight or when there is a problem and you hear it on the news first thing in the morning, it's already putting the ladies off from going to work. Um, so what I try to do is, uh, okay, uh, let's organize uh, maybe a pickup from where they are. Um, you know, give them, if we can do it every day. I'll do it if I can afford to buy another vehicle uh, maybe about a, 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 a small van then it will help um, you know pick up my employees and especially the women get them to work so that is another barrier um, another barrier is uh, I find communication because of the culture a lot of women tend to, um, to to let their men speak for them or they don't tend to communicate as much um, it's a uh, it's it's part of the culture where they frustrates me um, since I was growing up. That uh, you know that the men have to speak on your behalf. Um, I, I think in a lot of the cultures here it does happen. Although um, there are women now, a lot of women now in the different areas that are actually speaking up for you know for their for their um, uh, colleagues and and also you know st- having the courage now to speak up. Um, you know, I had I had the courage to speak up probably when I was still a teenager because I, my father, uh, encouraged me to. Um, but yeah, that's communication is um is another barrier. I mean, it doesn't help that English is a second language, but I don't really want to use that as a as a barrier because most people here speak English.
1: Yeah. Well, it sounds to me quite that you're really you're standing up and you're leading by example. So that's that's a pretty amazing thing to be part of. Well done. Um, just changing tax slightly now, what advice would you give to small, medium-sized businesses that want to be successful in PNG?
0: Um, I mean, um, there is uh, a lot of uh, advice you can give. I think, um, what, I mean, just speaking from my own experience, um, you know, have, have, have a plan. You know, know where you want, what you want to achieve um, and, you know, and, and be, be prepared to face uh, a lot of the challenges. Uh, that are gonna come your way, and and you know, and and get support around you. I think uh, a lot of a lot of uh, uh, business uh, women and even men they make the mistake of thinking that once they have the cash um, and they can go into business straight away, uh, they're not um, they're not gonna need um, uh, support. Um, or they think they can handle uh, their business themselves, but I. It's always good to have maybe up to you know three people that are there for you to, to call and get advice. I think advice has been a real issue in PNG where um, they couldn't ha- get access you know to guide them in their business setup and cause business set more as you know most businesses fail at the startup stage, um, you know in the first one to five years. So that first five years, first two years is very critical. You know they've got to get that right advice right from the start, and have have their finances ready. You know because if you are if you run out of cash, cash, cash is king. If you run out of cash and you are not, um, you haven't set yourself up, uh, you know right from the from the start properly, uh, and with the right advice, um, you know your business can fail. Um, mm-hmm. But in in saying that, there is a lot of opportunities. Um, Everywhere you go, uh, you just have to find. You just have to see what the need is there, or what the big want is there, and then uh, and and see if you can get into that that uh, into providing the solution. Um, you know, for the for the market that you're trying to that you want to get into. So, um, advice is, is probably the biggest um, thing for me. Um, you know, have have the right people around you to 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 um for you to tap into when you need. How, how would you say a guiding hand
1: yeah yeah and um can you tell us a bit about your work with blp so far uh, maybe if you've got one experience that you want to highlight
0: yeah i mean there's a number of experiences i've had i mean business link pacific when they when when i started engaging with them uh, last year 2018 uh, from february i just uh, you know i wanted to um, uh, what caught me was the the you know uh, giving the empowerment to the advisors on the ground, and and then and and, and then and then the um, then the effect of that is you are helping the SMEs as well, like BLP subsidizing subsidizing the SMEs, um, you know, to encourage them to get the, the advice that they need for their business. I mean that that uh, empower empowerment to the advisors on the ground, the local advisors, plus. That that assistance to the um, SMEs is twofold. It's um, I just I really like that idea. And so when I started um, having clients uh, with BLP, uh, I also found BLP were very respectful. Very, um, uh, what's the word, correct word for it? Um, you know, they actually allowed allowed advisors. They didn't come in and and stop telling uh, the advise us what to do or what they need they actually came and sat with us and worked with us and, went, went with us and, and found, you know, try to find out what what we needed and how, how will they be able to help us um, you know if we need the help. I really like that approach like it was just uh, very refreshing you know when, when dealing with um, agencies or, or overseas um, uh, donor agencies like uh, for me that was a big um, big win so a lot of the clients I, I dealt with, were very, um, I think they didn't believe uh, that they were going to get subsidized <laughs> in the beginning, and you know they didn't think that could happen um, <laughs> here in PNG. So for, for for us to, and I and I actually didn't really advertise much on it, um, you know about the uh, the program until probably halfway through the year, and then I started to. I mean I didn't go out and advertise. I just posted a few things here and there, and I attended the, you know when they when you had the meetings and stuff. Um, yeah, I don't get with me and with the clients. It wasn't you know it wasn't intrusive, like you find with a lot of other programs um, that I've heard of. I haven't dealt with uh, other other programs, but I have seen and had the complaints and you know and and um, you know the uh, the 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 feeling, the general feeling of how how they found uh, dealing with uh, donor agencies. Um, uh, from other countries, and I think that this program, Business Link Pacific, has been a really big help um, in in empowering and also in um, actually putting their money where the mouth is. <laughs> nice.
1: It definitely, it most certainly is very much a partnership. I think, um, as opposed to just engaging right. with people. Yeah. Um. And and thinking about the future now, how do you envision that working relationship, that partnership um, with BLP in the future?
0: I mean, I, I hope it continues. Um, because I see that uh, the need is there uh, we, In Papua New Guinea, they're trying to grow the um, you know the SME market. I think maybe it's the same as the other Pacific Island countries, but I know uh, I know for certain that in Papua New Guinea we have a huge informal sector, you know out there that are not um, you know getting any help and they are also not uh, registering. So you know with with that uh, the VLP program will be a huge help and it will it. it it will have a big need and a place here um, in the Pacific and in Papua New Guinea. I hope that uh, I continue, um, you know, the program with uh, with BLP.
1: Nice. And uh, what is the degree of confidence you have of the business environment in in both PNG but also the wider Pacific region? I'm very
0: confident with the environment in Papua New Guinea. Or um, in dealing with business houses here, it's uh, I'm with the. Um, the Chamber of Commerce, Port Chamber of Commerce. I'm, there, I'm on the board and treasurer for the Chamber now. Uh, I'm on my second term uh, with the Chamber. And it's been a really good journey uh, to, to see at you know, the front end and also know the environment uh, in PNG. But um, being confident with where the, the environment, with where the business how businesses are going, I know you probably might have seen the the budget that was handed down and passed in Parliament last week. Yes. Um, you know, uh, yes, although it looks um, a little bit bleak, but it's a honest budget for the first time in, in a number of years. And and I think, um, and with, uh, with IMF on board, um, you know, ha- having a look at it and trying to also come up with a program to help Papua New Guinea. Um, it's a, uh, you know, it gives us confidence. It gives the business houses confidence that, that, uh, you know, that uh, issues are being looked at and, And they are trying to, uh, you know, fix issues here and there. Like, for example, the IRC, our tax office here, um, you know, chasing after uh, the non-compliant business houses and getting people to pay their taxes, uh, you know, those who are not paying the taxes. So I I feel that uh, the government is uh, trying to do the right thing now to set the the tone of the uh, business environment, um, you know, to make it uh, conducive. So I'm quite um, I'm quite confident with where PNG is going, even though um, the the biggest projects haven't been given the go ahead yet. Uh, and but the good thing is they were not included in the budget uh, repair. Um, so if they do happen, it's going to be you know so much better for for
1: PNG. Definitely watch this space.
0: The good thing is that if those projects don't go ahead, well, we can now develop the agriculture and tourism, which are you know um, sustainable. Uh,
1: Resources. Yeah, most most definitely. And how about the Pacific Island region wider? Uh, What's your degree of confidence there?
0: I I think uh, um, I know that uh, apart from Fiji, the other Pacific Island countries, their economies are quite small. Um, But um, you know, they are. I think uh, they're going to continue growing with. Uh, With the tourism in the tourism sector PNG can learn a lot from the other Pacific Island countries I I know it's a it's a it's an area that's growing the um, the tourism uh, Industry in the Pacific. I think um, uh, there's gonna be more attention put this way uh, Not only because of the climate change, but because I think uh, the Pacific Islands does give uh, a very relaxing um, uh, What is it? Uh, holiday, <laughs> yep. you know, for a lot of, uh, for a lot of, and I think, I think that will grow um, in the next few years, and and also compliance is gonna be a, there's gonna be a, an increased demand um, in that uh, in the Pacific. Yeah. I think um, a lot of the island countries, um, like for example Vanuatu, um, you know, they're not, they, they haven't done, they haven't had income tax there for, you know, forever. Um, although they have uh, VAT or it's like GST in PNG. I mean, there's going to be more room for compliance work, I think, going in the Pacific. And also the service industry is going to grow in the Pacific as well.
1: Yeah. No, I I completely agree. And I've already seen it it steadily moving in that direction. Thank you so much, Ekai, for your time today. That was a really informative um, podcast. We've been—it's been a privilege to spend some time talking to you uh, this afternoon or your morning. Um, I guess I just wanted to wrap up with a couple of key takeaways um, and some important points that you raised. Firstly, you know, to get the best from your employees, it's valuable to provide that training. Um, and people development within your business model um, just to to grow that loyalty reduce staff turnover and also what it does is a little bit how we focus a lot in the pacific islands on referrals for our client growth Um, referrals as well works really well for employee growth so if you know someone that's actually really enjoying working for a business they're likely to recommend that business as an employer as well um, the the second thing that I thought was really important that you that you touched on was, you know, your advice around SMEs um, that want to be successful in PNG, and you spoke around, you know, having a plan, and more than anything being prepared to face those challenges because those challenges are inevitable in the business environment. So when you are facing those challenges, know that you've planned for them and know that you've got that support network around you to give great advice. um, And also to just to just really kind of keep pushing you forward through those through that adversity. So thank you so much. um, Once again, Akai, I'm sure we'll we'll catch up soon.
0: Uh, Lovely talking to you as well. And thank you for for the nice uh, discussion.
1: Brilliant. So if you're interested in connecting with a business advisor like Beach Accounting and Advisory Limited, you can contact Apio Teata, Business Link Pacific's in country representative in Papua New Guinea, on png at businesslinkpacific.com to set up a consultation. If you're not sure what type of advice you need, the free online business health check in the Business Link Pacific portal helps you identify where there may be some gaps in your business that could benefit from quality business advice and support. From there, you can connect with the right business advisor for your needs. Visit businesslinkpacific.com and click on the business health check tab to get started. Thank you for joining us for this Business Link Pacific podcast. Please join us for our next podcast, where we'll be exploring yet another topical business conversation with a special guest from our Business Link Pacific advisor network. Until then, thanks for listening.
0: Stay connected with BusinessLink Pacific by following us on Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn. BusinessLink Pacific, connect your business with quality advice.